Today's episode of the Vipo Bodega is brought to you by Apex Apparel. Apex Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your company's needs, from branding, screen printing, and embroidery, to promotional products, marketing, websites, and events. We look to be more of a partner than a provider and grow together to achieve your goals. Design, brand, market your way. Apex Apparel. Contact them today at 865-454-8765. Again, that's Apex Apparel. And welcome to today's episode of The Beat Bodega. You are now listening to The Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. All right, how you guys doing? Welcome. I lo- Gilbert, you look totally different. <laughs> no, <I'm- laughs> uh, Gilbert couldn't be with us today, so filling in is our Dr. Drew. Eileen Navarro. What's up, Eileen? Hi, I'm so excited to be back. I really missed you guys, and I've been listening to the podcast and hoping to be invited back, so thank you for having me back on. Have you really been listening to it? Like, you really yeah. She does. I don't know why it surprises me, man. <laughs> she definitely really listens. And I want to make comments, and um, oh. I always want to look for your social media, Eric, so I could make comments about things and you're not on there. So oh, I, I already told it. you about that. I have stalker tendencies. I cannot. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, she does listen. She lets me know when she's listening to an episode. She she tags our our episodes, takes a picture of her radio. So she's she's a legit listener. Have you missed Gilbert's playlist? I'm curious. Have I, have okay. I, yes, I have because I would work out to them and I love them. Some of them were really, really good. So, yeah, I, I have missed them. Well, Universal Studios put, or Universal Records put it well, into ho- that. Hopefully, we could get them to play, do one, right? Nobody cares about freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them to do a freestyle one. Nobody's going to like claim anything on those. They're we all say, on we, we say that until I get another email. Oh, man. Like, I mean, in a way, a certain amount. What's up? Are you allowed a certain amount of warnings before you actually get fined? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but uh, be, before we start, uh, you know, Eric, you, you asked her, does she actually listen to the show? <clears throat> I got a message today, and I, I told him I'd give him a shout out. Um, his handle on Instagram is Patrick Keith. His name is Victor. Uh Victor's from Nigeria. Wow. Is he a prince? Uh, no. And about <laughs> to inherit a fortune. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> um, he, this was, it's weird because to us, it's just us hanging out every week. You know, it, it, we don't, it, it's hard to actually think that people listen to us until I get messages or it's, it's still weird to me. So Victor from Nigeria um listens to every show we do he actually likes everything we post and uh so i reached out to him and i said thanks for following uh where are you from so he tells me his name tells me where he's from um and probably the kindest and sweetest messages i've ever received from somebody that listens to our show even you, I like. That's so cool. Yeah, and then, so he 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 writes, "Yes, I always listen to the show. It's also his dream to do a show." Um, 
And so his name is Victor. His family calls him Chukwudi, uh, which means which means God lives. Um, so, you know, he went on and on to, you know, praise the show and 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 you know, telling you know to bless our families and and um, that it was really flattering. So, shout out to you, Victor. Thank you for listening, and especially you know from half a world away. Thank you so much for supporting us. That's so nice. And I, I think it's amazing that you're connecting with people that don't have like the same um, exact background that we have that, you know, didn't grow up in Miami and experience music in the same way that we did, because a lot of you know your experiences are similar to mine, but this is somebody in Nigeria. So their experience I'm, with music is completely. Eileen, I'm surprised anybody listens to the shit we say. That, that, but no man shout, shout out to victor thank you for listening man um but be another another thing i'm excited about um i'm gonna i'm gonna say it now it'll be our episode next week uh we brought him up what like three episodes ago eric kiss guy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so plus <laughs> forgot where I was for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get off of work mode, brother. Get off oh, of work shit. mode. So, Yayo Sanchez, if you don't know who Yayo Sanchez is, get on YouTube and look up Kiss Guy. Kiss Guy went viral several years ago uh, when he was asked to come on stage and play the guitar with the Foo Fighters. And fucking talented guitar player. Blows everybody away. And Eric mentioned him on the show. And I just, I just reached out to him, and the guy's been great and responsive. Send me a picture of his kiss socks today, and uh, so Yayo Sanchez, aka Kiss Guy, is going to be on our show next week, which I'm excited about. That's um, so cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then we're, in July we're going to have another special guest, which I'm sure Eric's thrilled about. Um, but we'll we'll uh, we'll get to that later on in the month. So. The, this episode, I get Eric, you inspired it the last episode? Yeah, so I hope I did it right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I did it right. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's it's happening. It's shit music, right? That we loved or something like that, right? We were along. I mean, I think we should talk about the formula because this is... No, important. no. So when do we follow our formula, Eileen? What formula did you Formulas follow? Just ask like professional bakers. You think they follow their recipes? Yes, they do. <laughs> Eileen, so we've known you for what over 20 years about 20 years yes have we ever done anything normal no okay so why start now so uh um, sitting down how do you guys do it what are you sitting down on a toilet okay so there you I go do my sink every once in a while just to change it up though there you go so Sarah came up with the idea of awesomely bad songs. We don't know if we did this right. I think it's more like like the Confessions episode where we're just picking shitty songs that we like, but we'll have fun with it anyway. Um, oddly enough, I totally forgot about this, but VH1 did a series called Awesomely Bad Music. Uh, copyright. No, that's all right. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, somebody no. else is coming after me. You know, Universal's coming after me. Oh, VH1's yeah, bro. Yeah, coming yeah. after me, bro. <laughs> yeah. We got to figure a way to fuck with Disney. And then we'll be in real fucking trouble. But, oh, my uh, gosh. Can we do Disney songs? 
Okay, Eileen, don't make me take you out of the fucking meeting. Did you watch Cruella? Yes, in the theater. How fucking great was that movie? I went back to the big screen. I was so excited. I actually saw it in the theater. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Hey, it what a soundtrack, right? Yes, I heard you talk about it last last uh, episode that I heard, and I was like, no, I can't talk about it on our episode. Is this is this really where the show's going right now? <laughs> hey, man, I I just excited that somebody else saw Cruella. Right, One more you. thing, Eric, are you watching Cruel Summer? I am not. Is that oh. is it worth watching? I just finished yes. watching this shit called Panic. <laughs> I'm doing, an, I'm, doing an, I'm doing an episode with two women right now. All right. <laughs> Watch Crow Summer. You're not going right. to Is that Netflix or Amazon? Hulu. Hulu. All right, cool. Okay, you guys done? Yeah. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a WV vibe? I just had to mention the WV connection. Does it have a WV vibe? CW? Yes, it's Actually. a little darker than that. Okay, I'm in. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to welcome myself back to the show. <laughs> but so, uh, Eric, I, I guess you start and then we go. From okay. There. Go ahead. All right. So I, I, I kind of just cho chose songs that at one point I liked, except for my last, my last selection. And three and four, I still like these songs. But they were just songs that when we first, when I first heard them, I thought they were so amazing. And just listening to them now, they they suck. <laughs> except for except for three and four, right? So the first one is Crash Test Dummies. I had a I had a feeling that song was gonna make it there. Oh my god! So I just and and I I, I want to read out the lyrics just so you could understand how bad this is. So this is the first verse. Once there was this kid who got into an accident and couldn't come to school. But when he finally came back, he had turned from black into bright white. He said it was from when the cars had smashed him so hard. <laughs> That's all. That sucks. Right? <laughs> and then and then second verse, once there was this girl who wouldn't change with the girls in the changing room. And when they finally made her, they saw birthmarks all over her body. She couldn't quite explain it. They'd always just have been there. Mm -mm -mm -mm. <laughs> wow. Now, that is that is a garbage song. song came out in what, 93, 94? We were in high school, I remember that. And holy shit, did I just listen to this over and over. I think I might have bought the single. I, you used to love this song. And I don't know if it was like now, like looking back, did I like it ironically? Or wow, this was a shit song. I think you liked it ironically. I, I don't know. I think I think you I liked think it ironically. Smart, dude. I think you liked it ironically, and then you ended up liking it. I guess. Uh, but yeah, that and is you, a terrible. You song. never really paid attention to the lyrics that much. Oh my god! I, I, it, it was a nice video though, because they did the whole like meta stage playing out real life, whatever the, the the words of the song. All right, I'm gonna go on to song number two, and this is from our hardcore days. I'm gonna go with Earth Crisis and the song Firestorm. Wow. Now this song, this this was this whole straight edge movement that happened around 19. If we have a bunch of straight edge hits come after us after this episode. And holy shit. So a lot of our friends were straight edge, right? They were like drug free, uh, alcohol free, all kinds of shit, like pure. The opposite of, the opposite of us. Yes. And the, their, their music of choice was hardcore and Earth Crisis was the band. I did chip a tooth in this concert, but I love this song. It was just very aggressive. But have you ever heard the lyrics to this and how angry it is? And I just have to get to the chorus because that's my favorite part because you just have to yell it. 
So I'm going to do the first verse, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Street by street, block by block, taking it all back. The youth immersed in poison. Turn the tide to counteract. Violence against violet. Let the roundups begin. A firestorm to purify the bane that society drowns in. No mercy, no exceptions. A declaration of total war. <laughs> Innocence defense is the reason it waged for. Born addicted, <laughs> beaten and neglected. So, Eileen, I want you to understand that the people that sang this song were vegan. They looked anemic. They must have weighed 90 pounds each, this band. Wow. And they were just the angriest fucking band ever. Well, if you're hungry, you're going to be fucking angry. Oh, my God. And their followers were just so militant. So we had a friend, no names, right? And he was a straight edge, too. And, and Carlos, you might remember who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at a friend's house, and he's like, no, nah, man, I'm vegan. I'm be- he was overweight at the time, you know, so he was a big guy. It's like, I'm vegan. And our friend's mom goes, um, what are you eating? Whole tree? <laughs> what did she say? What are you eating? What? What are you eating? Entire trees, like a whole forest. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my God, it was such a movement. And, and, and just like, wow, this song was just so angry and, and it's fucking fascist as fuck. Just like, like yeah. you're reading this now and you're like, holy shit. But, uh, but a lot of those songs were. They were. And and we just like the aggression and we didn't, I, at least I did it. And let's not say we, I didn't pay attention to the lyrics, but I was just like, oh, this is just bad. No, so, none of us did. And, and half of us didn't even understand what the fuck the songs were really about. And then a lot of the kids that were straight edge ended up becoming the biggest alcoholics and junkies that we know. And yeah. it was like, like a big sample of them. It was just like, wow, this, all right, sure. You know, you're young, and as you get older, you start to experience this thing called life, and you realize that there's more than just a, a movement, a straight-edge movement. You know, so you're kind of repressing a lot of that teenage angst. Yeah. Well, here, you're, you're, you're the professional here, Eileen. You're the one that understands I mean, minds. Repression will do that to you. Well, It'll or, come up somewhere or the no, other. I, I, and, and I think it had to do a lot with a lot of changes. Like, let's say um, we went to a high school in Westchester, and during that transition of when straight edge became more popular, people became more open-minded, right? And there were, there were groups that were out more, that they were no longer hiding. But at the same time, you saw this other group develop that was a more angry and militant side of it. Like, it was weird. So I wonder if it was like an offset or, you know, it's kind of like the, the Joker makes the Batman, Batman makes the Joker scenario. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's something that came out of that, right? You know, like... Or, or they were just teenage kids that wanted to belong to a group that I... I, I, yeah, I, I remember my sister was really into thrashing music um, back in, I would say, the early 90s. And that music was really angry, angry music. And she would just blast it and wear combat boots everywhere back then. And you know, I don't, I don't know. That was her music, thrashing music. I, I don't know what, what is that the correct genre? Well, that's, that's yeah, thrash. So that was like bands like Anthrax, Exodus, things like that. But even that came out of a more skater thing, like this. Yeah, she was the a straight skater. edge movement had a more military, like a military. Uh, how, what am I saying? It was a movement. It was a movement. It was, yeah, it had a more militant. It, it had a, a, a militant feel to it. Mm-hmm. So that was well, in it. 
I, I wouldn't know because I've been calm my whole life. I've never been aggressive. So, so far, your awesomely bad songs are two really dark songs, Eric. Until number three. Until number three. <laughs> and this one is a love-hate because I actually ended up liking the lead singer so much more after this um, because it's something that I do. And I'm just going to read some lines from the chorus so you understand how nonsensical this song is. When the light's out, it's less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid and contagious. Let me call Gilbert. Here we are now. Entertain us. A mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. Yeah. Hey. That can't be awesomely bad. That song is awesome. It's a shit song, right? Like, oh, no way. I can't say anything bad I, about that song. I, here, I'm here. really sad Gilbert's not here right now. The lyrics are horrible, right? I'm worse at what I do best, and for this gift, I feel blessed. Our little group has always been and always will until the end. So here's the thing why I, I fucking fell in love, and it was watching a special on Kurt Cobain after this. Um, he even said it. Sometimes he doesn't care about the lyrics. It's the sound. And that's how I've always listened. Like, I don't really pay attention to lyrics, which is kind of contrarian to what I'm doing here because I'm pointing out the lyrics. But he he just likes the sound. So he 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 put, like, a poem that matched great with, with the sound of the music. And I well, like... What made it bad? What makes it bad? That's the part I need to understand. It makes no sense. Those are... <laughs> Like the, he's referring to the lyrics of the song. The lyrics, the lyrics. I love the sound. It was a change, and and I had to take a shot at Gilbert, who <laughs> fucking isn't here. That's all right. That's all right. I, I am going to stand up for that song because I just think it's awesome. I can't, I can't say even well, if the lyrics well, are well, right. It inspired a generation. Well, technically, you are Gilbert today, so it works out. When you exactly. listen to it, you're just like, hello, 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 right? Like you're listening to it and you're like, hello, 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 how low? And, and, and then you're just like, hello, hello, how low? Hello, 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 <laughs> right? And, and to think that that, <laughs> that song took out an entire genre of music. Right. Oh my gosh, but I love that song. Lyrically, it's whatever. It's true. I have seen a couple of documentaries with um, Kurt Cobain talking about how his lyrics don't mean anything and people always want to make well, always wanted to make these really deep interpretations of his lyrics and trying to tie it in with um some of his addiction and mental health issues and he was just like no you know i i just basically write what sounds good and what goes with the beat and but know. that's that's the crazy thing with all music like we we look for a deeper meaning in all these songs and or we take these songs and make the lyrics our own when you know, realistically, these lyrics probably weren't even written by the by the singer. They were written by somebody else, or or to Kurt Cobain's point, he just did it because it sounded good. And but we always try to find the deeper meaning. Like we put these people on pedestals, and we think, oh, you know, they're they're so you know they're so deep. They're so yeah. And when think about it, he was a twenty year old kid. Like you know, your what is it? Your your frontal cortex isn't even developed yet you don't know shit no, like no, really not. Uh, yeah so but uh all right what's what we're going on right, i had to wipe myself down i look shiny I look <laughs> 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 can, we, can we get a makeup person to come clean up Eric? 
but definitely perception is reality and and that definitely happens with music too your perception of of what the experience is is all about the way you hear it and the way you interpret it and what's going on in your life at the moment and like we've said you've said in other shows and, and we've talked about it, that can change over time right so when you hear something when you're 16 years old it has an impact on you and then you might hear that song 10 years later and it'll make you feel a completely different way and your your um, interpretation or perception of the song could have changed completely mm-hmm. from the first time you heard it even how you feel about the artist could change yeah. how you feel about the song yeah. you know who that's happened to me with a lot and it's someone that i i loved and Morrissey. Morrissey, dude. Yeah. I can't listen to his shit anymore. It's just like, come on, man. He's actually releasing a new album, too. Yeah, I know. And no, but did you hear that that he put it up for auction or something like that? Yeah. Like, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Let's go to number four. I'm really excited about this one. Now, this song I still love. I've talked about it on the show before. One of my favorite. Um, wait, wait. Eileen, are you taking fucking- notes? Yeah, because I just had some honorable mentions that I want don't, to Don't up. be a fucking therapist right now. No, no, it was music, right? It was music related. Uh, right, until we really see the paper and it says, so Eric. I don't and... care if I'm saying that. <laughs> anyway, so it's it's Orange Juice Jones, The Rain. That's so um, SNL song. even did a, a, a little skit of it uh, with uh, Donald Glover, and it was hilarious. It starts off as a song. It's about a four-minute song, but two minutes into it, this guy starts monologuing and I have to read the entire thing and I hope you enjoy it because it's fucking amazing. I know I've asked our listeners to, to, to actually listen to this, but today I'm going to present it. For you. And this is a reading by Eric Gutierrez. <laughs> All right. You ready? So he's so, like, so we just sit back and enjoy this. Just enjoy. Okay. Hey, Hey baby, how you doing? Come on in here. Got some hot chocolate on the stove waiting for you. Listen, first things first, let me hang up that coat. Yeah. How was your day today? Did you miss me? You did? Yeah. I missed you too. I missed you so much, I followed you today. (laughs) That's right. Now close your mouth, because you cold busted. That's right. Now sit down here. Sit down here. I'm so upset with you, right? I don't know what to do. My first impulse was to run up on you and do a Rambo. <laughs> Whip out the jammy and flat blast both of you. But I didn't want to mess up this $3,700 Lynx coat. So instead I chilled. That's right, I chilled. Then I went up to the bank, took out every dime, and then I went and canceled all those credit cards. Yeah, all your charge accounts. Yeah, <laughs> I stuck you up for every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. That's right, everything. <laughs> Everything. Oh my God! Don't go looking in that closet because you ain't got nothing there. Everything you came here with is packed up and with and waiting for you in the guest room. That's right. What was you thinking about, huh? What you trying to prove, huh? This is the juice. I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you things you couldn't even pronounce. Now I can't give you nothing but advice because you're still young. Yeah, that's right. You're still young. I hope you learn a valuable lesson from all this, you know? And you're going to find somebody like me one of these days. Until then, you know what you got to do? You got to on out of here with that alley cat coat wearing, hush puppy shoe wearing crumb cake I saw you with because you dismissed. That's right, silly rabbit. Tricks are made for kids. 
Well, Don't you know that? You without me, like cornflake without the milk. It's my world. <laughs> You're just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Now get on out of here. Don't touch that coat. Wow. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. How crazy is that? Ladies and gentlemen, that was a re- that was a reading by Eric Gutierrez. We'll get I'll do the poet. <laughs> I was really impressed with your with your uh, facial expressions. Yeah, you saw that. I but I thought you were orange juice jumps. That was so good. I, I, you I have to you, you have to post a clip of that. Oh Carlos, that's good. I Eric that guy monologue in the middle of a song. You this quit on MTV. You quit your job right now and you become an actor. Yes, that was so good. Uh, but it, it's amazing, man. If you watch the video. Watch the video and then watch the Donald Glover skit. I can't. I can't watch the video after watching you do it. This, this is, <laughs> what's your number five? And finally, my number five is Gwen Stefani, and anything she made outside of No Doubt. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, oh man, you know it's funny because it's. We we used to make that joke when we would go to Mars Bar and they would play just a girl oh my God, I love and you Mars Bar. and and you watch a bunch of guys singing that chorus that I like I don't know I I don't disagree with you Eric I leave come with it I I hope are you doing a reading in, also No I went in a very <laughs> different direction I feel like my picks are very uh um well except for a couple they're they're kind of Miami in nature well. You're very Miami. So my my first one is Mentirosa by Mellow Man Ice. Nice. Didn't you bring that up, Harry? Um, I don't know, but that's a great song. That song, uh, for me, I I don't know, it was really hard for me to really come up with a formula. I think I, I picked different songs for different reasons, but that song for me is the perfect Spanglish combination of the most hilarious interaction that could happen on any given day in Miami. And so every time I hear it, I just think about it's true. <laughs> I think about it's true. Like my hometown and I think about Miami and I think it came out in 1990 and it's one of those songs that I still know every single word to the song whenever I hear it. And, um, and do it, you dance it, to it still when you hear it? I could dance to anything, Eric. I could dance to anything. <laughs> But um, it's a it was a one a one hit single, and um, from an album named Escape from Havana. And it was actually twenty four weeks on the chart, and it was it made it to certified gold and was ninety ninth on the Billboard Hot one hundred singles of nineteen ninety. I like it. She did she did Carlos type research. I'm so proud of you, Eileen. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's my first one and, and you and you wonder if she listens to the podcast <laughs> I actually have been thinking about the the vocabulary word that I'm going to bring in to no Gilbert gave that shit up I'm so upset substitute Gilbert in the right way no, does, no. Um, does so that one more than Diamond Girl gives you more of a Miami vibe yes it's a really? Spanish so is Diamond Girl isn't it it has, well, I, think it has a little piece. I think it has like a, a Spanish section, but this song, the whole entire song is oh, okay. Spanish. Like yeah, it's, it's a mix, right? Yeah, it goes right. from back and forth throughout the whole song. That is a classic. 
And and I didn't know is the guy Cuban or is he a Miami? He's Cuban, but you know I think that it might have that's been LA, recorded. right? Let's see. Let's look it up. I think I think, LA, I think yeah. that they recorded it in New York, but oh, he is okay. he is Cuban. It actually samples two Santana songs. It samples um, "No One to Depend On" and "Evil Ways." Nice. I'm sure so if you think girl, about it, you know like that's part notebook. of. I am so like superficial with information <laughs> you know what i'm the emotional side of things that's true i'll leave it like that well you can you could talk off the top of your mind off the top of your head that's perfect it's a dark place up there this is my emotional face so yeah he's he's from pinandes rio oh shit nice and yeah he's from california they recorded it where Does it say? I don't know. You were supposed to do the research, I mean. I think it said in, it, they didn't have a lot of information. I oh, wonder yes. why. I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, he probably, he probably recorded it. No, oh, that his, so he collaborated, his, Send Dogs, his brother. I don't know. Yes, you do, from Cypress Hill. Oh, for real? Oh, okay, cool. The, guys, the guys that we thought were Mexican our whole life, but they're actually Cuban. Cubans. <laughs> All, right. All right, what's your second song, Eileen? I'm going to skip to my third just to change it up a little bit, but I'll go back to my second. Okay. Um, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay, this podcast is over. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. What the fuck, man? You prop up his daughter all the time. Why can't she do the dad? Hey, you talk shit about Miley one more time. <laughs> I mean, this is a song that I, so many, there was a lot of information about how terrible everybody thought it was, but, but he, It actually took on kind of like a, a life of its own because they made so many parodies of it. And then he made fun of it himself when he was on Hannah Montana with, with Miley Cyrus, which is, is really funny. And um, Achy Breaky Heart had a line dance that people got really into, which was part of the reason why it became so popular. But it, I mean, it, it, did, have, it did receive triple platinum status in Australia. Oh. Come on. It's the only song I know him from. Like, I don't know any other Billy Ray song. But we don't and listen to country music, so. I do. I just never, you know, I didn't know Billy Ray Cyrus had other music. I know he did, but. It, I, it, didn't, I didn't know he was big in Australia. And it was a big one. Have ever done the line dance? No. Never have I, I ever. They also said it was a big cross. I, I, that was directed at you because I didn't. What I didn't hear it. Have you ever Have you ever done the line dance? Yes, I have. I told you I'll dance to anything. <laughs> you You went to a country bar to do this, or you just yes, learned this? I actually did it in Westgate River Ranch right. in the saloon. They had line dancing. There was a There was Westgate River Ranch. Where's that? That's your man. It's by It's in Yeehaw Junction. And that's that's oh, so fitting. That's there. so fitting. We always thought that that was a place that you go off highway to get murdered. They actually have uh, an, a rodeo at West, Westgate River Ranch. That's an actual rodeo with working cowboys that, doing all the events. Shit. There. That I that's did know. Awesome. Because you passed by Yeehaw on your way to Gainesville. Yeah. Yeah, man. I always saw those signs and I was like, that's a murder trap, man, for sure. And it's not. And you just went there on a whim. Well, my family used to vacation there years ago, and now it's actually become really popular uh, with people from Florida going when Westgate, it was originally 
just um a place that they had the rodeo and there was a um what's it called a, it was like a dude ranch and it had buffalo and all kinds of um, cattle and then Westgate bought it and made it more into a more commercial type property but they kept the rodeo going and they still have buffalo and uh, they have like swamp swamp buggy tours and airboat rides and uh, yeah it's it's a lot of fun that sounds, now a, they lot, have, that like, sounds a lot like Texas I don't like it <laughs> now they have like glamping tents and it's uh, but when we first went it really was I mean the people there were working on these ranches and we would just go on vacation there and have like this real authentic experience. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, so you, are you going back to your number two song? Yeah, I'm okay. going to go back to it. All right, let's see what this number And the two. video brought me so much joy. I almost sent it to you, but I didn't want to ruin it. And you have to look up the video because you're going to love it. It's one of the best videos I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Sucia by los sucios. <laughs> Is this sucia la, la de huevo? No. Oh. Con pete abacalao. That one. <laughs> no. That's a diff- oh. You're saying a different one. Okay. No, because that guy, I actually saw that guy perform at a friend's birthday party. <laughs> he just showed up. It was our my friend Jay's birthday party, our friend. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this guy just sets up in his backyard sings that song and leaves he sings that song and another song and it was like what the fuck just happened dude so he might drop it and walked out yes and he came in and sung that sucia but does he know jay uh sergio oh sergio sergio yeah because he was in that whole freestyle he knows all those erotic exotic dudes and all that shit yeah they have it categorized as house latin as a genre house latin that's a nice mix. So please, please, people listening to this, look up the video. It is the most amazing 80s dance moves incorporated with a bunch of I don't know if I don't know if I is it the one in parentheses only video on the net? Yes, it's the right. it's only video and it's so the dance moves are everything. They're so 80s and the outfits are amazing and it's just it's it's worth watching it. I've watched it like four or five times and sent it to all my friends this week. And people just let's see if we can get it trending, right? Oh my Shit, god! Put it up on the on the Instagrams. It's so good. It's so okay. good. I, the comments were like, "This is gold." I have to watch <laughs> this like ten more times. Some people are like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> oh my god! There's smoke. Are they yes. paying? Are they paying you, Ali? No, it's so good. <laughs> Want to learn all the oh. things? Carlos, you definitely have to watch this. All right. Sucia by Los Sucios. Thank you, Eileen, for the recommendation. That's queued up. All right, what's your next song? Uh, Oh, my gosh. I don't think this gets better. The Thong Song by Cisco. That's a great song. (laughs) That thong, the thong, thong, thong. You guys Uh, have no comments? (laughs) No, I I mean, that was a, what was that, like, 2000 early 2000 2000 2000 that was a popular song i guess it doesn't hold up no it doesn't hold on i mean i just think it's it's another song that for me awesomely bad is a song that i could listen to now and say that's a bad song but i still want to jam out to it i still want to listen to it or you know dance to it or sing it so the thong song is one of those that... i was i was a bigger fan of the stuff he did with drew hill 
right? Wasn't yeah. he part of that band? Like, yeah, he was, uh, he was the lead. He was the lead. But yeah, he 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 almost became like comedic, right? He started doing television and stuff, Cisco. Yeah, and then he, he just vanished. He just yeah, he disappeared. So apparently, he had two videos, and the first one was him like on spring break in Miami with all the girls in thongs. And uh, people really didn't like that. And then he did like another video, which was, I think, only two girls in thongs. Nice. Well, because of him, what was it? Uh, so so that, that that's, that's how you remedy that? You just drop down the number of girls that are wearing thongs? <laughs> what was, there was, there was the bar in, 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 there was one on top of Mars Bar or something like that. Um, it, there was another bar or club that was- Iguanas. Iguanas. That they also had it in in uh, Mayfair in Coconut Grove. Yeah. And because of him, they would do Thong Thursdays. I don't know if it was related to the song. So if you if a girl wore a thong, she'd get free drinks. Like what do you mean? Like a thong? No, no, like you just show it. Like oh. if you had your pants. But how great was that style? I know it was like kind of ghetto when the women would wear the jeans low and then or they'll pull the thong up and you'd see the, the thong strings on the sides. It was called like the, I remember they they would call it whaling. Because it was like the was. tails of the the tail of the whale coming out. I know that's a ridiculous look, but I was a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you yeah. can judge, like you can tell, oh man, this girl buys expensive underwear, man. I'll never forget. <laughs> okay, I, I was I, I, I was I was at an FIU, and there was this girl. She was cute and sat in front of me, and then she she did that. But when she sat down, her thong came out, and it was like this. It had like rings on it, like gold rings, and I was like damn, that's a fancy-ass thong, like, underwear. And I was just like, I would have never thought, like, this girl was that type of person. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, 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 I probably read into people's underwear too much. But what, you thought the thong was too fancy for her? It was so, no, not that it was, it just, I, it caught me off guard. <laughs> like, she was cute, and it was like, I, but I didn't think she would wear this. <laughs> I, and, and it was just like, oh, my God, I, I can't contain, like, it was crazy. It was just like, it's it just, yeah. You definitely didn't pay attention to the professor that day. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cisco. All right, All right Eileen. I, you're, I, I don't know what to say. Continue. <laughs> All right. My last song is Macarena by Los del Rio. See, she, she's all about okay. the dance tunes. I, Eileen, stop yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first song that I heard the Macarena was, I think before it was a lot before it became mainstream because they used to play it in a club in Miami called Pacha. I don't know if you remember Pacha. This, this is the yeah. second episode where we date the shit out of ourselves with the cultural <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Eileen, you just said... Man, I fucking listened to the Macarena before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. fucking did that with the Macarena, dude. Yeah. I did. Because I really did. You're probably the only person that's ever oh, said that. Oh, shit. Well, because I remember when when at that time, it was probably like the song came out in 93. And I think I probably heard it in Pacha, like in 93. And nobody knew what that was. And they had brought it over from Spain. And I'm in a club and we're listening to regular music and all of a sudden they put the macarena and some people start dancing and we're just like what is this and so you know that that's how far back and then it, be, it took you know a life of its own then it became popular and they did like that remake that was in english and come on you've danced that sad song in every wedding that you've been to how many wonderful memories could you have time to? i have that, not that, i have never danced to that song that's when i go outside to smoke a cigarette 
I have boundaries. What is it? I have parameters. I have yeah. limits. And you have standards. Yeah, standards. <laughs> That's what... For somebody like me that I love to dance, it's the one time I know that I can bring everybody in my family out onto the dance floor. The all the old people, everybody that doesn't like to dance, like just everybody comes out and dances in family weddings or gatherings to that. So it's the it's the happy. it's the cha cha slide for old Hispanic people is what that song is, <laughs> or the electric slide, or the electric slide. So yes, I know. But that, that one, that one doesn't side. require that much movement because I think the Macarena, you just stand in place, right? Like, no, you jump. You, no, you got to do oh, it. Yeah, you got to jump. Right, but you could, you could pretty much do it like in a, like a two foot square. Oh yeah, you jump yeah, in the yeah. same spot around. Yeah, have you seen the guys that sing it? They're like 125 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it's about cheating, isn't it? That's another oh. thing. Yeah, it's about doing a, a dude nasty. No, like, the backstory is that they that they were playing that they were playing at um at some type of function and there was a, a flamenco dancer and she was dancing and they started because you know in in flamenco there's a lot of imp improvisation of the of what they sing they just start playing the the music and then the the person that's singing he improvises a lot and so there was this amazing flamenco dancer and and they started singing about her. Or it's a word used to describe a woman who is attempting to get men to come and dance with her. If she likes their moves, the Macarena claims she's happy to take them home after a night out. Oh, she's a slut. I don't know where you got that. I mean, we need to fact check that because that's not... Tonelope.com. Tonelope, read it back. No way, that is not correct. That is the not real correct. meaning will crush you. Eric would never lie to us. No. You're trying to make a woman sound horrible again, Eric. No, no. Give your body joy, Macarena, because your body is meant to be given joy and good things. Give your body joy, Macarena. Hey, Macarena. Macarena has a boyfriend whose name, who is named, who is named the last name Vitorino. And while he was being sworn in as a conscript, she's giving it to two friends. Oh, Ooh. that's the that's the that's the English version. That's the English. No, version. She, she was a virgin. Was it sourced? Happened. Was it sourced from the Spanish version? No, they, it was a, a remake that they did, but that's not the original part of the story. That's not how Macarena, I, the okay. original song for, started. For these purposes, she's a whore. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, not, dude. Is, that's that right. Is the song is, is about a girl named Macarena who cheats on her boyfriend with two friends while he's being drafted into the army. That's the English version, Eric. I'm talking about the original one. All right, let me let me save you for early. I'll go through my <laughs> list. Wait, can I say some honorable mentions? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go for we it. We don't have to talk about them. I just want to say them. Okay, okay, good. Informer by Snow. Uh, that's one of my songs. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. Bro, all 12 inches of it? You'll talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, uh, Rico Suave. Don't you Gerardo. fucking go there. Don't you... That guy that, is a god. It was a seven o'clock and I was two hours late. I never uh, said I was a good prom date. Are, arikikwa. Uh, Rico. Are, arikikwa. Suave. <laughs> Yo, that's Gerardo, dude. Like, what the fuck, man? That yeah, guy was in Kempani Love. Former, for, former Menudo member. He was, he was in Menudo? I think so. No, no. Oh, my gosh, Menudo. I think he was. Nah, man, Gerardo, no look, way. Look, look it up, look it up. 
he's a big time record. I don't know if he still was, but like, he, he, he was a, a huge exec, yeah. For for um Interscope, I think. Yeah. I do. And also anything Milli Vanilli. That's my last mention. Oh, you, oh wow. Look Come you, on. Look you, invited her to this show. Look at you just said to Eric. Are you fucking serious right now? Eric, what do you mean? It's awesomely bad. No, you're that right. doesn't he, mean bad, bad. He was, he was not a Menudo. No puedo. No puedo. should not even be on this list. All right. All right. Let me go through my list. Mine's actually going to be quick. I'm not going to go too deep. And Millie Vanilli. You know, one of their band members just died a few weeks ago. No, the real singer died. Yeah, the real singer. Yeah. Respect. Respect. All right, Peter. All right. So let me, I'm going to go through my list. I'm just, I'm just reading the names. I'm, I didn't go too deep into it. But, um, so it's funny because anytime I mention this song, everybody's like, I actually like that song. But it always comes up on like bad music lists, and I don't know why. Because t- it's uh, the hook by Blues Travel. Oh, I like that song. I'm a fan, about yeah, it. yeah. I mean, who fucking shreds on a harmonica better than John Popper? Who's now? But I think I only think they lost credibility because he lost weight. He was who, better. He was who better. Also, has he- a jacket to hold all his harmonicas, like yeah, the one that looks on a gun. My second one is Master P. Make him say, uh. It's it's a good song, <laughs> but it's not. But it's good, kinda. <laughs> I I, I sort of got. I will make that face if I hear that song come out. Like, may, yeah. hey, like, yeah, you, you want to go nuts to the song, but when you hear it, is it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I and I've secretly liked this song for the longest time, which is Santa Monica by Everclear. I. I like the song. I like I like what the chorus says. Set the fucking world on fire. Leave it all behind. Every, you know, we'll fucking go somewhere else. That's I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he says, but to that point. Uh, and then of course, Snow Informer, who actually have you heard the the Daddy Yankee song with with uh, with with uh, Snow? Yes, yes, I have. Is that not the greatest song ever? Just hold yes. on. I'm, what happened? My my laptop is unplugged and the battery's dying. Oh. Well, back to Everclear. Yeah. Um, that's they they had another song that was amazing. I, I know this is awesomely bad, but how great was that? Did you guys remember Father of Mine? No. Father <laughs> of Mine, where did you go? It was a really good good song. I actually there didn't even know they had a song outside of uh, Santa Monica. Oh. Oh wow! Okay. No, I, I that's the only song I knew from them. And then, uh, Toadie's Possum Kingdom. Oh God, that song sucks. I hate. That. <laughs> what song? Possum, Possum Kingdom. Kingdom from the Toadies. How does it go? Do you wanna die? Yeah. Do you wanna I die? I love that song. You yes. I promise. Oh God, that song is so bad. Dude. That's so, such yeah. a good song. That's a Key West um uh, staple in in uh, Dirty Harry's at Downstairs of Riggs. They always cover it, and it's just such a great song. Is that Dirty Harry's? Is that is that the no? What's is that the the bar where they insult you? That even the singers insult you? No. Irish Kevin. Irish Kevin's is the one that they insult you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that's my awesomely bad list. And again, I, really I like that song. Yeah, I, you know, VH1. So uh, Toadies the, yeah. opened up for Gorilla. Uh, Gorilla Biscuits opened up for Toadies. 
like you remember me? when I saw them here in the beach? They came back a few years after, so, and so you went. They didn't know how to classify. No, I did not watch. The, you went to a Tories concert. Oh my god, dude! So, so yeah, that and again, VH1. No disrespect. We know that you guys came up with the awesomely bad list first, uh, but that's our awesomely bad list. I I hope that Gilbert. I would be interested in see what Gilbert would have brought, and I definitely want to hear his reaction regarding your. Your pick, Eric. I don't think I was a first. But, but Eric, but Eric, not anything you would have chosen. No, but no, no. I'm just saying, but Eric, I don't think you're wrong. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, all right. So you guys ready to get into some news here? Let's do it. All right. Usher says he's ready to drop Confessions too. Uh, it's been a time. It's been a long time since we've heard. Is from he Usher. ready to drop real money at strip clubs too? Oh, boom. Holy shit. It's almost like we set that up, man. Anybody who didn't know. Did you hear that story, Eileen? That he went to, he went to a strip club and threw tons of money. But when you actually, they they were, they weren't real dollar bills. They had his face on it. They were Usher dollars. Oh no, that's bad. Hell yeah. Wow. All right. So Eric, the Linda Lindas back again. So not only have they been signed to Epitaph, not only have they become a viral sensation. Uh, you know they, who they are. Oh, thank you. And they, hit, and they just uh, performed on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. So that they are blowing up. Nice, right. man. So th- this was, I thought this was an interesting story. Uh, I'll, I'll read through the actual article, but um, a man returns Bob Dylan album to library after 48 years overdue. You could check out albums? Yeah, you, you've never taken out music from the library? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Vinyl, CDs, cassettes. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they do cassettes anymore, but... Only checked out books. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't even use a library anymore. No, I'm saying oh. you did. I said the, the, when, I, when I lived in Wellington, I actually went, took out a library card, and I would go to the library almost once a week. Did I have a library card, yeah. but it was to get digital books. Yeah. But, all right, so... I won't go through the entire story, but uh, Howard Simon checked out a vinyl edition of Bob Dylan's self-portrait uh, from his local library in Cleveland. Uh, and it was due back in June, 48 years prior. So, you know, he, he's moved back and forth several times. He actually makes it back uh, to Ohio, and he thought it was the right thing to do when he found it after moving a bunch of times to return it back. Um uh, <laughs> So he not only took it back, he included a replacement fee, which he had calculated was a dime a day in late fees. So it was 170. Uh, yeah. A hundred and well, think about it. He was using, he was using what it was, what it would cost back right. then. So $175 and, uh, and then writing a check for 10%, calling it a tith, if you will. He used the word tith, but that, <laughs> There That's you go, cool, man. Yeah. Remember that one time you rented that video game from Superstar Video <laughs> and they went bankrupt? <laughs> uh, and you were convinced that I took him down? The yeah, tick. It was the for tick. For sure. The tick. <laughs> yeah. So Dave Chappelle's uh, Eight Minutes and 46 special uh, receives a limited edition vinyl uh, through Third Man Records. If you remember, he uh, took that out after uh, the George Floyd. Uh, uh, That's actually the amount of time that it took. And he, he put out a special on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. Um, you know, granted, 
by being the goat right now of comedians. Uh, he's also a very deep guy. Uh, take the time if you haven't heard. It's kind of cool that he's uh, pressing it and putting it on vinyl. Um, Liz Fair releases Soberish, her first new album in 11 years. Uh, the project sees Fair reunite with Exile and Guyville producers. Uh, and, and sorry, Exile and, and Guyville and producer Brad Wu. Uh, so it's nice to hear that Liz Fair is making music again. She was a 90s icon. Uh, so it's nice to have her back. God, I wish Gilbert was here. Courtney Love starts a video series called Bruises of Roses to cover her favorite songs. Um, her first upload is a rendition of Woody Guthrie's penned California Stars. And again, uh, the whole singer revealed that Bruises of Roses was named after her collaboration with the fragrance company Edge Beauty and her upbringing, upbringing in Portland dubbed the City of Roses. Also look out for her book. If I would have done it, this is how I would have done it. Wow. Did I send you the documentary that they did about how about her killing her Cobain? Did you yes. ever watch it, Carlos? That, that was yeah, that was kind of my joke there. I'm so I'm so <laughs> oh sorry. Oh my god, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. Oh shit. Uh, so little Uzi Vert removes $24 million diamond from his forehead. Did you was see was that alone? I, I I can't imagine I can't imagine that kid's worth that much money that he could afford a twenty four million dollar diamond. What the fuck? And how nobody punched him in the face to take that shit is beyond me. But uh, but yeah, he little little Uzi uh, removes a twenty four million dollar diamond from his forehead, uh, which he had implanted back in February. So smart move, little Uzi. Does that he was, have a permanent mark now? Like, I'm yeah, sure it, it, it was surgically. I mean, like. I guess what, like drilled into a skull? I I, I don't know. So, I, I, but twenty four million dollars, like, how how much are rappers making? Like, who is Lil Bird? I, I don't know. I understand like Jay Z or something like that, but oh, he he spent a shitload of money on something I'm about to mention too. But um, the psychedelic first announced a 2021 tour. Obviously, you brought him up a few weeks ago or a few weeks ago. So uh, good to see those legendary artists come back. That's awesome. I saw it come up on Ticketmaster. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Chicago mayor proclaims June 4th as Rise Against Day. The band unveils song Talking to Ourselves. Uh, on the same date as the proclamation, Rise Against will release their ninth album uh, called Nowhere Generation. I, I didn't know that were that influential in Chicago. Right? That's huge. Holy shit. So, Jay-Z... And Beyonce may have bought the world's most expensive car for $28 million. Wow. What car is it? That's $4 million more than Little Uzi Vert's diamond in the fucking forehead. <laughs> but uh, the Rolls Royce boat tail comes with a rear oh. deck. You know what that is? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have to it, look this up. It's called a boat tail. Yeah. yeah the, the Rolls Royce boat tail, it comes with a rear deck. That it's opens, so extra. Yeah, it opens to reveal matching chairs with high-end double coolers and a parasol. It's wow. super, whatever, man. I they guess. Paid, and once they take it off the lot, it's like twenty million. Yeah, but that's every car. Every car. Where are they going to drive that around to? It doesn't matter. Do they even drive? I bet you they don't drive. <laughs> yeah. You know, like do, do they even drive? The boat too. <laughs> 
So, and then, seriously, like, you're going to go somewhere and it's like, oh, man, let's take the time to open the trunk, put up the parasol in a parking lot. I'm sorry. I don't see Jay-Z and Beyonce as the tailgate crew. You know, I can't picture them going to the Orange Bowl. And they're getting super setting up annoyed there. by the paparazzi, but they're going to take that car out. No, it's <laughs> a romantic outing out at the beach. Holy oh. shit, dude. Hey, man, you got to buy something, I guess. You got to yeah, waste yeah. money on something. Yeah. So this was pretty interesting. House Judiciary Committee probes Spotify's Discover Mode for lowering artist royalties. Uh, Representative Jerry Nadler, uh, Democrat from New York and Hans and Hank J- Hank Johnson Jr. are concerned that the pilot program creates a race to the bottom for artist wages. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek approved uh, probing Spotify's new discovery mode launched in November. This pilot programs offers artists and labels reduced royalties in exchange for algorithmic preferences um, in radio and autoplay formats. It's kind of fucked up. It is. Yeah, I, I mean, so they're probing it now. So I mean, but uh, that's wow. Yeah, man, that that they're and they're falling into it just so they can get you know so they can build up um, their Explosion. their footprint. Yeah. Um, I thought this was cool. I'm a fan of the band. I'm a fan of the deceased MF Doom, but the Avalanche's share MF Doom's remix of tonight may have been the last uh, the last me all my life. Um, it's from their upcoming 20th anniversary deluxe reissue of Since I Left You, which is out, or which came out um, Tuesday, I believe. Eric, I this isn't even news, but I saw this and I had to share it with you. I felt like I was about to be scolded. Did, did you get that vibe, Eileen? I did. A little yeah. bit. A little I, I was like, oh, shit, what did I do? I had to share this with you, and, and hopefully you could see the image clearly when I hold it up, but... Um, there's a band called Max Sabbath. It's a McDonald's themed Black Sabbath cover <laughs> band. And they announced their tour um, for this year. The McDonald's themed Sabbath tribute band hit the road starting in August. The fast food themed metal tribute uh, act Max Sabbath um, is, or I guess, they had started their tour and then they canceled and now they're starting it back up in the summer. I really need you to see what these guys look like. Hopefully this comes out clear. Oh my gosh, but no. The, that this, is awesome. This is Max Sabbath. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> so I I saw this and I said there's no way I cannot share this but I had to. Well, ladies, gentlemen, uh, that's it. That's all the news we got. Uh, I oh, laid... no, no new music for the week? I don't have any new music. Do you have any new music? I did. I, I heard um, MK released a new track called Chemical. It's a nice, good dance tune. Oh. Uh, there, give there it a listen. Eileen's all over that. Yeah, it, it's, it's got a good vibe. It's, I, I guess they call it, what is it, like Garage Disco or something like that? Garage House. Right. It's really good. And then I had a weekend jam this weekend that helped me pull through. I, I was I was suffering one of my dark weekends where I kind of like just hibernate and don't go anywhere. It happens to me every once in a while. And a song that helped me, it just came out of nowhere. It was uh, Champion by Kanye West. Mm. So I kind of like threw it back there and I listened. It was on rotate a lot or a repeat, whatever. So yeah, 
Check out MK Chemical. And if you want to listen to a good inspirational song, Champion by Kanye West. You gotta love Yeezy. Eileen, you got anything? I just wanted to see if you guys have seen uh, the Mike Tyson documentary by any chance. I have not. So I have a friend that's acquainted with him and she kept telling me how philosophical he was and how he had all these interesting things to say and inspirational things to say. And I had such a different um, perception of him because of, of his history um, with uh, domestic violence and, and just biting off the ear thing. So, you know, I, it was just like the perception that I had of him was so different. And when I, when I was able to see the documentary and they go through his life experience and all the things that he's been through and where he is now, he is such an inspirational person and, and talk about um, growing and learning and overcoming obstacles in your life that that I mean it, it there are things that are so horrible and so terrible that it's hard to imagine um that somebody would come out of come out the other end being a person that's wiser and better and, and relevant and again and relevant again and successful and relevant. Yeah. I, I I listen to his podcast it, it's shocking he's a totally different human being yeah. you know like it's like now like all the fights or the fights that he the the league that he started now you know like the the older fighters league is all that money. He, he doesn't even keep it. He donates all of it. But, and not uh, to minimize the, the bad things that he did, because, you know, when you hurt people, you can't erase that. And, and I would never want to minimize the, the experiences of the people, the people that he did hurt in his life, because those, those things are valid. And again, you can't erase something that you do to somebody, but, but the fact that, you can grow from your life experiences and get to this place. Like you said, just be like such an inspirational person that someone can listen to that's going through something similar or, or somebody that comes from the background that he comes from and say, you know, I, I could make better choices in my life and, and I could make better decisions. And it was just really, really inspirational to watch. Which is and people grow, man. You know, I, I, like I'm seeing a lot of things like, and, and I don't know, I guess it's a sensitive subject where, you know, they're going into people's past and dredging up these things. And, and listen, man, you know, look, just me from, I made some really, I've done some bad things when I was younger, you know, and I still think about them till this day, you know, and for someone, things that I would never do again, things that I learned from. And I just can't imagine how, somebody bringing something that I did like 12 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm sorry, dude, I'm not the same person that I was 15 years ago. And, and, and that, you know? that, so we should allow people to have sec, like a second chance, like give them the benefit of the doubt. Yes, there are things that perhaps you can't recover from, but there's things that they're like, people are being called out for. And it's like, fuck, at that time, they didn't know better. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, that's, that's, that was the extent of their knowledge. They've had so many days to improve upon that. You know, one of the things I like to live with, try to be better than I was yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we got to do that, man. It's funny that you said that, cause that, that's, that was exactly what I was thinking about when she was saying that, that what a better listen to a better lesson for 
you know, this generation of cancel culture, that really that there are people that genuinely change and improve. You know, we're so quick to, you know, execute somebody for something that they did when they were younger. When I mean, granted, there's things that are unforgivable, you know, but um, you know, there are people that genuinely change and they do improve and they do learn. Again, especially when they're mistake, you know it's nobody's you can't go from one extreme to the other that, and that's that's the problem with what's happening is we're going too you know too intense into these situations we're saying hey look if you're the type of person that has remorse and really wants to correct your problems or your past then do it and then we'll review it and see where you're at you know, are you just, are you, are you going to be a dickhead your whole life or you're really going to become a better person? But now it's just immediately you go from hero to zero and then you're forgotten, you know, and I, but maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's not. I don't. Yeah, it's very quick. I think that something just happened with uh, Chrissy Teigen, um, which that she said some comments on Twitter like 10 years ago and everybody was you know crucifying her for it and canceling her and it was just like she should have never made those comments on twitter and she came out and apologized but back then the, the culture on twitter was it was just very mean girl and that was very common so yeah. that's the way that most people talked on twitter too many people have a platform now mm-hmm. as we record a podcast <laughs> there's also um you know who had a really good take on cancel culture i don't even want to say cancel culture cat williams right you know, he, he's saying that there's things that exist for the benefit of everything, right? Like nobody likes a speed limit, but sometimes it's necessary. And, um, you know, when they're saying that cancel culture, it's like sometimes you got to monitor. And, and this is more things that are, are recent, right? Not, not dredging up somebody's past and that they've learned, but sometimes these things exist. Like if you have a comedian that's coming out and, you know, saying offensive things and, like if 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 that's your job to do that to 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 get last, but at someone else's expense, especially like you know minority groups or something like that, that's a problem. Yeah, that, like, you know, th- things like you know, there's things like I said, there's things that are unforgivable. You know, like anything against children, racism, unforgivable. But th- you know, when you like this whole shit with uh, what's her face Demi Lovato, like because she was shaming a fucking ice cream shop. You know what? Go fuck yourself. You know, like it, it's there's things there for, but you know, kudos to Mike Tyson. I, if watch his podcast and you see how much he's changed as a person, you know. But also, I mean, I I haven't seen the documentary, but I've heard enough about his past to see, dude. He had a hard, hard life. Is that on Hulu too? Yes. No, it was on. Um, I want to say HBO, but I'm not okay. sure exactly. Sure. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. It's called knockout. I, I wanted to say one more thing about that because it just ties in with everything you were saying. I'm going to get nerdy for a second. Um, it's the research on guilt is actually really interesting because usually with all, with all emotions as therapists, we want people to experience like every single emotion and say that every emotion is okay. It's just obviously the way that you act it out is what's not great, but, but having a rainbow of emotion is the healthiest way to be. But the research on guilt that has come out recently says that that it's important to move people past guilt. And when we talk about wronging our rights or learning or growing from an experience, it's all about 
forgiving yourself and moving into a place of empowerment because their research shows that the more guilty that you feel, the higher the chances are that you're going to repeat the same mistakes in your life. So, you know, I think that's, that's something everybody could think about. And I, it's not the easiest thing to do because when we make mistakes or we do things that are wrong, we feel really guilty about it, but trying to move to a place of empowerment is what really allows people to grow and change and learn. So. And that's why we bring Eileen on the show to make a sound or to validate our show as a professional show. Thank you, Eileen, for the pearls of wisdom. (laughs) All right, guys, I got to wrap it up. But Eileen, thank you so much for, you weren't going to, you were going to be, she was actually going to be a surprise guest on the show. And then she ended up just filling in for Gilbert. But thank you very much. Eric, love you, love you, brother. Thanks for having me. It's always so fun. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll bring you on for another one. Yes. Please. All right, right, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Victor, shout out to you again, man. Get other people in Nigeria to listen to us. (laughs) All right. Later.